the plan with with everyone is is to keep single stream recycling going, whether you deal with us directly or not, uh, and and to be in a much better place a year from now. But yeah, Ball One residents have nothing to worry about. Just give me a good, clean product, and and we're going to be in good shape. You're listening to the Ball One Life podcast, episode number twenty five. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Baldwin Life podcast. This is the show produced from the city of Baldwin for all of you, the residents in the city of Baldwin. My name is Kirsten Hostetler, and I'm the director of marketing and communication here at the city of Baldwin. And I am joined with my co-host of Officer Scott Stevens of the Baldwin Police Department. And this is the show where we talk with city staff, city officials, industry experts from around St. Louis on topics that are impactful and important for residents of Baldwin to know about. And that's exactly what we have in store for you today. This interview has actually quickly become one of my favorite interviews so far on the Baldwin Life podcast. We are going to be welcoming shortly to the show Brett Batlinger, who's a general manager at Republic Services and specifically the recycling plants here in St. Louis. Now, there's been a lot of news about the topic of recycling lately and the state of the industry and where things are going. And that's why I'm so excited to to, uh, welcome Brent to the podcast, because he is incredibly knowledgeable about the topics of recycling and where the industry is going. Uh, But he does it in such a way that's that's really practical for residents. Um, He gives some great tips day to day on how to recycle better and smarter. Um, but he also shares some great stories, including some weird things that he's seen come on the, li- the recycling line at the plant. And um, yeah, like I said, he just does a great job of integrating those two things, his knowledge and expertise, but sharing some practical stories in a way that makes it really a really engaging conversation. So I hope that you enjoy this interview with Brent. Well, we are excited to have Brent here from Republic Services. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and Happy welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you. So why don't you go ahead and just start by giving our listeners a little introduction about who you are, what you do for Republic. Sure. Uh, Brent Batweiner. I'm the general manager over our two recycling plants here in St. Louis and temporarily over our plant in Memphis, Tennessee also. Um, but yeah, I manage the full operations of our two large recycling facilities here in St. Louis, one in Hazelwood and one at I-55 in Bayless. Well, we're really excited to talk to you today. Um, obviously, Republic does more than just recycling, but yep. recycling is a really hot topic right now with all the changes that are happening in the market with that. So let's start there. What, sure. do, what do you have for us? Well, you know, um, this all started three years ago uh, with something called the Green Fence in China. Um, you know, China had been taking 30% of the exportable recyclable materials, um, mainly paper. Uh, is, is where the problem is, and, and they were getting a lot of contaminated material. And I think the Olympics helped push a lot of this. A lot of people came to their country. They tried to cover up the pollution, but some people wandered out into the vast land, right? And uh, they needed to do something to clean up the product that was coming into their country. It was, it was too contaminated. So they started cracking down. I mean, we, we were never an offender. We were always within spec of what they needed. Um, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, they, they took it to another level with something called the China Sword, where they really started cracking down, you know, even below industry standards on what would be allowed in the amount of contamination allowed in, in say, a bale of paper coming over there. Um, normally, the standard's about 2%. 
it's almost impossible to get every bag and every little bottle cap out. They dropped it to a half a percent, which is almost impossible, wow. right? I mean, a cardboard box with the tape and ink is a half a percent contaminated. Wow. So that's what I was. Um, my next question was you. So define contaminated. Like, what is? Yeah, what any, are the things they're looking for there? Anything non-pulpable, right? Anything that can't be pulped back into paper fiber. Okay. 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 So. Um, you know, the plastic sleeve on a newspaper, if that makes it all the mm -hmm. way through. A bottle, if it makes it through our system. String, you know, material mm -hmm. like that. Wow. Uh, anything that's non-fiber. Um, uh, so 98% of what we shipped them had to be paper, and the, the other 2% they could handle. Uh, when they went to half a percent, like I said, it's almost impossible to make. Um, we continued to ship there right up until the end of uh, April. And in May, they pretty much came back saying, nobody's hitting our spec. We're cutting off the world until we examine every overseas container in our port, which was tens of thousands. Uh, and quite frankly, we haven't recovered. Um, you know, 300 to 400 million metric tons a month of recyclable goods were going to China. Now you're looking at moving those tons around to the rest of the world. You know, logistically, that was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. So... We really saw the value of what we shipped decline very rapidly, mainly because of shipping logistics. Um, much more expensive to get a container, you know, into Indonesia or, or Korea or Vietnam than it was to get into China because the logistics were there. And, and we're still dealing with that. You know, um, the demand for fiber worldwide has not deteriorated. It's still there. Um, the world needs to make your Amazon box, right? I mean, that, that's what has to happen. So uh, it just it's being redistributed. But it's greatly affecting the value of what we pick up. It's greatly affecting the way I sort it. I've had to add more people. Uh, we're do making uh, very large investments in our two facilities here in St. Louis to make sure uh, that we're always hitting that 2%. Uh, I feel good that we were, but now that we're selling to the rest of the world, you know, we've got to make sure we are. How big are these facilities that you're overseeing? Like how many, like what, what do they look like? I don't know that I've ever. Oh, they're massive. Um, you know, we employ about 140 people between the two plants. We run two shifts at both of them. Um, we're, we're basically 24 five during the week, <laughs> right? With, with a middle shift being more, um, maintenance and, and preventive maintenance. Um, they're 9 million plus investment in sorting technology and equipment. Um, you know, 100,000 square feet facilities that, that are that are running fast and hard every day to keep up with the, the amount of volume coming in. Oh, that's, that's really cool. I know you were saying before we started that you're a fourth generation uh, recycler here. Yeah. And, well, how has this changed from even, you know, when you watched your, uh, your other family members work in this industry you to know, where we are today? It wasn't that long ago we, we hung a shingle out front saying we'll pay you X amount for cardboard and X amount for aluminum cans and people <laughs> just brought it to us, right? So... <laughs> Uh, I ran the scale at my uncle's plant uh, for forever, paying out cash. People would come in to pick up with loose cardboard or bring in their newspapers. Um, we mainly ran trucks to pick up Boy Scout paper drives. Huh. And they had the containers mm -hmm. on the church parking lot that have a big paper drive on the weekend, right? Uh, it has changed so much, right? And, and even, what, 20 years ago, our plant was, you know, you had the truck that drove down the street and sorted everything into a bin. Mm -hmm. Seven different items going into seven different bins, and that driver could pick up a couple hundred houses in a day. Well, now with single stream and full automation, they can pick up a thousand homes a day, right? And now it's up to us to separate it back. It, it certainly has gotten more difficult. Certainly a much bigger investment on our end to, to take that material that 
mix commingled single stream and break it back up down into sellable commodities. Is that something that you're gonna, does it look like that will continue or are we gonna have to go back to the way it used to be where you're separating it out? You know, um, I fully believe the best way to handle it is the way we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, the, China did what they had to do. They should have done it before. Uh, this is the first time I've seen my industry affected by a policy more than an economic issue like 2008. You know, another time we had a problem was when the Gulf War started because shipping lanes shut down, right? And that affected our industry. Obviously, 2008 was, you know, the economy and, and people weren't buying boxes or cabinets or houses, and that affected our industry. The need for what we're doing is still out there. Mm -hmm. Our ability to make a product that is a commodity to sell to the guys that make carpet, our plastic bottles go there, to Alcoa to make aluminum, right, to uh, the, the guys that buy the milk jugs that make that back into a plastic. It's all still there. The demand is there. It's, it's just reshuffling the deck on this this one commodity, which is the the newspaper and mixed paper that comes out of a residential stream. Very good. What, what's, uh, what's something that you wish the either public knew or something that they can do to help make this a more efficient process? Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> if we just got what we asked for, Mm. Right. If, if you just followed the list of things that we asked for, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Right. Contamination is our biggest issue. And I call it wish cycling. Um, you know, we had winter in April and then we finally got some nice weather first week of May. We probably got 500 garden hoses in that week because I think it's the first time people hooked up their hoses. They leak. They look at it. I don't think anyone's out to sabotage me. <laughs> but it's a piece of metal, plastic, rubber. Boy, it should be recyclable, right? And they put it in that recycle bin. A 50-foot garden hose can shut me down for about three hours. Wow. You know, our, our equipment is made to really recycle and separate the standard things we ask for. Aluminum, steel, plastic bottles, cans, um, paper fiber, cardboard, and glass, right? Uh, once you start throwing other things in there, it's not designed to remove those things. We call them tanglers long pieces of wire, hangers, garden hoses, long pieces of plastic, um, Christmas lights, right? All those things are, are not meant to go in a single stream recycling bin, right? Because they're gonna wrap around our equipment and shut us down. Um, you know, unfortunately we do get things like diapers. We literally got a deer head come across our line last night. I got a text at one in the morning saying there's a head on the line. Well, of course that scares the heck out of you, right? But oh my it, it, goodness. You know, so somebody, you know, uh, probably through the remains of something they killed in a dumpster behind a store and we dumped it and it came across our line. But uh, it's amazing what we get. If people would just stick with the list and there's a very big campaign getting ready to start here in St. Louis on uh, America's Recycle Day on November 15th to really kick off, hey, we're one community, there's only a couple outlets for this material and we all want the same thing and here it is, right? right. Give us these items and, and uh, you know, this story will go away. And I think that's you know a great thing. It, it's a good message for the community. As you know, this we're in this together. Um, I know Baldwin has made recycling a priority. Like the the citizens ask for their recycling bins. Yeah. They want they want this service. Um, I think some of the disconnected. You know, someone like me. I don't know how it works. I don't know that I can't. You know, I don't always pay attention or the you know like. I have a plate filled with food. I'm like, right. well, it's a paper plate. I'm going to throw it in there. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's, you and I need just, to talk. <laughs> exactly. It's just learning about how it works, what we need to do. And I think, 
you know, like I said, this is something the community wants. It's not, it's not something that they want to make go away. So this is a great, great message on how to get people involved Absolutely. and to actually make a difference. Yeah. And, and it can seem like a really big problem. Like when you're talking about like, okay, what's happening in China and the markets and all these new policies, it can seem like something that people can't help with because it seems almost too overwhelming. But when you break it down into the little things like don't throw your garden hose into the recycling, right. like those are really easy things that people can do to help the bigger problem. Yeah, about 20% of what hits the, my floor ends up at the landfill. You know, that's how contaminated the material wow. is coming in. I have to clean that to 98% pure, right? And, and that's very difficult. So if we could just reduce the amount of contamination coming in, then you know the product I ship out is only that much purer and better. Like I said, we are in a very high demand market. Economies are good. Amazon is, is ruling the world. Everyone's getting a box on their porch, right? And um, the demand for fiber to make a box, whether it's for a cabinet or a good or whatever, is high. And um, we have a lot of paper mills in the U.S. getting ready to come back online that were shuttered uh, to fulfill the demand that, that China's not doing right now. Uh, there's a lot of, I would say, positive indicators coming after the first of the year that we're going to see this turn around. You know, we look, when, when we evaluate the value of recycling, we, we look back five or ten year in, in increments, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this is going to be a blip in a five-year increment. It's a big blip. It's the worst <laughs> one I've ever seen, and I've been doing this for 30-plus years. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind it'll come back. It's a thriving industry. It's just got sidetracked by a country that, you know, needed to do what they had to do to mm -hmm. clean up their countryside. There's no doubt about it. What's what's the biggest uh, the biggest contaminant that comes in? Like, what's the biggest problem of contaminant? Where maybe if people, like, if I stop doing that, yeah. it'll make an immediate impact. Is there a certain bags, item? Bags, 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 right? Plastic bags um, are our are, are biggest nemesis. They wrap around our equipment. They don't act like anything because they float or they get held down, or they fill up with stuff we want and drag it somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's so many problems with bags um, that we really, there's such great programs where you can take those back to your retailer. Take those plastic bags, take your dry cleaning bag, take your bag off your newspaper, all that can go together and go back to a retailer okay. uh, that has the plastic bag recycling, usually in their lobbies, right? And those have a great home. Um, they go back to the guys that make plastic bags, they go back to make plastic lumber. There's a great program for those. It's just not in the single stream, right? Okay. That, that's one of our biggest nemesis. If we can get rid of bags, we'd be in pretty good shape. So there are items that you know don't belong in these bins, but can still be recycled. Just find the, take them back to where you got it, and right. say, and, hey, and, and, you and part of the push that's coming out on America's Recycle Day will, will be a very extensive list on the St. Louis County website of where you can take almost anything. You know, from, from paint to motor oils to bags to garden Perfect. hoses to Christmas lights. Uh, most of the big box stores during Christmas will have a bin for you to bring old Christmas lights into uh, to recycle that metal, right? They don't want the glass. There's a few rules, but um, there, there are alternatives other than that it does not belong in your single stream bin. Well, I'll make a commitment right now that when that list goes live, we will also put that on the City of Baldwin's website. And we'll Thank get you. that information pushed out to the residents. Because, I'll make sure you get it. Like I think you said earlier, Baldwin residents, it's clear that they want this service. And mm -hmm. so I think it's just a matter of educating them and, and making them more, taking on the responsibility of what comes along with having that service. Um, so something that we also talked about before we hit record was there's other... Um, 
like recyclers in the area who mm-hmm. have shut down some of their services. Correct. And I know that there's questions for the, from the Baldwin community about, well, is that going to happen to us? Um, and Republic has been very clear that they're not planning to shut their plants down. And um, we just wanted to talk a little bit about how the city of Baldwin has a contract with Republic through the end of 2022, I believe Correct. it is. Yep. Um, so that, you know, Baldwin residents can rest assured that there's no immediate change coming to their recycling services. But do you have anything else that you want to add to that? No, there isn't. I mean, um, anyone that has done business with us is is going to continue to do business with us, right? I mean, these are massive, large heavily invested in facilities. Uh, we need the volume. We want the volume, right? Um, the value of the material is low right now. And, uh, you know, we are looking for some relief on that. Uh, usually with the contracts, it's not going to happen, which is which is fine. But, um, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're investing. I mean, we literally Monday added a second shift to our south side facility uh, down at I-55. And Bayless created 22 new jobs. And uh, to handle some of that volume that, that is going to be available here at the end of October uh, when when a facility in, in uh, Earth City stops accepting it. Uh, it's going to leave a lot of volume without a home, and we are also working very diligently with other haulers, other municipalities, on can we get that material transferred out of St. Louis to at least another recycler to handle it until we you know more capacity can be added. You know, we all found out about uh, the gentleman closing in, in Earth City, not closing, but stop accepting single stream at the end of October, just a couple months ago. Well, you can't build a plan or add capacity, right? It takes about a year to really get that done. So there's there's not only our company, but a few other recyclers in town that are looking for alternatives and, and finding them. So uh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be expensive. Anytime you transport this material, it, it adds cost, right? But uh, uh, the plan with, with everyone is, is to keep single stream recycling going, whether you deal with us directly or not, uh, and, and to be in a much better place a year from now. But yeah, Baldwin residents have nothing to worry about. Just give me a good, clean product, and, and we're going to be in good shape. What if uh, people have questions on today or when this goes out on where they can, what they can do, um, or if they want to talk to somebody, is that possible? Can they give a call? Do you guys have a phone number or a website where they can go and look for uh, what they can recycle? Yeah, we do. Um, and why am I drawing a blank on what our new website is? Um, <laughs> That's okay. We can yeah. link it into the... St. Louis County has an excellent um, recycling website. We okay. just set up a new one that I'm going to think of before uh, <laughs> this webcast is over. Um, there's a lot of information coming out. Perfect. By far. And, and what happens on America's Recycle Day is even going to be better. I mean, it's going to be a full-blown campaign with with billboards and advertising and there's a really neat event going in going on in forest park that day awesome. so, is that I'm something be- that we can partner with you on and like push out information on the city's channels as Absolutely. well and, yes okay, great. yes and i will get you all that information because i'm sure that there's residents who are listening who would love to be involved in that process and mm-hmm. so we want to give them every opportunity to to well, educate their neighbors and you know keep this message going forward through Re- republicservices.com you should be able to find a lot of information on recycling also right mm-hmm. um we certainly have it listed there. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good information out there. Perfect. One of the questions I have, you kind of were talking about this earlier about the demand and like the need for fiber and there's just, you know, uh, people are, are needing that material. But right. one of the things that I always struggled with understanding recycling is 
like where is this material actually going like who needs it and who's using it um because the only thing i can ever think of is like recycling paper like okay it'll get broken down and be used for paper again but i don't really have a good understanding of the importance of recycling like what are we actually what value are we adding one of my favorite things to explain so (laughs) you know um I'll give you a few great examples. You know, all your number one PET bottles we get, a lot of it goes back to Mohawk. You recognize that name, Mohawk Carpet, right? They have been melting down and stranding PET back into carpet long before it was popular. Uh, It's stain resistant, it's strong, it takes dyes so you can color it. I mean, the PET bottle's gone to Mohawk Carpet for a very long time to be made back into carpet. Uh, There are other processors that make it into textiles and and, and make it into like banding, right? But but I think a lot of people can relate to to the carpet end of it. You know, our aluminum is going to get sold into Kentucky. It's going to be melted into a into a aluminum ingot. It's going to come back here to Arnold, be stamped into a nice aluminum can, and go go down to AB downtown, right? So that's a nice little uh, round robin there. Um, white paper, so like office paper. Uh, when we do commercial recycling, we collect office paper or or paper that comes in from the mobile shredders. We, uh, we handle all that and we sell it to Kimberly Clark. That's a name you may recognize, right? They make tissues and toilet papers and, and uh, bathroom tissues. Uh, like I said, uh, that office paper, you'll be wiping with it in a month, right? <laughs> so um, newspaper, uh, mixed paper, so like your junk mail, that's going to go into a variety of things. I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't go back into much newsprint in the U.S. anymore, right? But it goes back into a lot of the advertising paper. It will go into a sheet of paper that is the middle part of a cardboard box, the actual corrugated oh, sure. kind of folded part. Okay. Not the outside layer you print on, but the one that you don't see, right? Um, a lot of that paper goes back into that. Uh, cardboard goes right back to international paper from our plant and pulped down and made right back into sheets to go make right back into cardboard. So um, most of what we do is domestic. The really the only grade we're shipping overseas right now is that mixed paper, newspaper coming from the residential stream, just because we really don't have the industry for that anymore here as, as much as we used to. Well, thank you. That's helpful. I mean, like yeah. I said, I just, yeah. those examples in real life, what, what it's actually going to kind yeah. of makes it hit home for people of what the purpose is to actually do that. Yeah. I mean, if you look around this office, if you look around your home, a lot of products in your household are, have recycled product in them from the steel legs of the chairs to the carpet to the trash can. I mean, a lot of that plastic, a lot of that steel, a lot of that aluminum has come from recycled. Every box you get on your porch, I guarantee you, has a lot of recycled fiber content in it. That's really cool and just makes it seem like it's it's always, it's already all around you. So, yeah. you know, we don't want this to go away. It, we it don't has been it for to... a very long time, right? So Yeah. No, that's, that's really neat. Um, so I know we've spent a lot of our time talking about recycling, but I just, I want to make sure we touch on some things, um, just about Republic in general before we wrap up, um, with the holiday season coming up. I know you already mentioned, um, Christmas lights and making sure we're not recycling those. Um, but could you just briefly touch on what the holiday pickup schedule is for residents who are listening, who might want to know? And then, um, if you know your policy about Christmas trees, cause that's going to be a question that we get to. Um, any day we have a holiday, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, everything's delayed today, right? So um, people that picked up will be picked up on Thursday at Thanksgiving will be picked up on Friday, and anyone picked up on Friday will be picked up on Saturday. Same with Christmas. The day after the holiday, everything moves up a day to Saturday, mm-hmm. right? So it'll move up, your, your, your pickup schedule will move up one day, whether it's recycling or trash. Um, there are plenty of drop-off areas for Christmas trees. Um, 
I don't know what we're doing with yard waste here in Baldwin over Christmas. I'm sure we'll have a program. <laughs> sure. It's a bad answer, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's so, good. It's a real I'm, answer. I'm, a, I'm the recycling guy, <laughs> yeah. so, um, not the uh, composting guy. Um, but we can get that information. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll so link we up to that, that into in the show notes for the this episode as well. But um, I know we get a lot of questions when it comes yeah. around the holiday season about that schedule. So thank you. You're yeah. welcome. What did we miss on recycling? Did we miss anything that we you know are important? Our slogan right now is we want it as empty, clean, and dry as possible. Right. So you know just Make sure that, you know, if you're eating yogurt, finish it. If you can rinse it out, that would even be better. But, you know, the emptier, the better. The cleaner, the drier, the better. It just helps us with contamination. Please follow the list of what we do and don't want. And uh, it really, it will greatly improve and it will improve quickly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Brent. We really appreciate your expertise and, and giving Baldwin some really practical things that they can be working on oh, no in the recycling industry. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thank Thanks. you. You're welcome. A big thank you to Brent once again for joining us on the Ball and Life podcast this week. We really appreciate him taking the time to share his expertise and uh, and his personality here on on the show. So a big thank you to him. We really appreciate how dedicated he is to the recycling industry. And uh, I just wanted to follow up on a few things. Brent was gracious to respond to some of the questions that we had asked earlier in the podcast that he wasn't 100% sure on. So specifically, Christmas tree pickup around the holiday season. Um, He wanted us to know that uh, that will be picked up just on your normal yard waste days around the holiday season make sure that those christmas trees are free of any decorations or christmas lights and a reminder that those are not recyclable so please don't put those in those single stream recycling bins Um, and then he also wanted to make sure that we um, communicated to the residents that the trees need to be less than six feet tall so if you have a big tree please make sure that you trim that up before you put it out to be collected So that should bring us to the end of the episode. Um, I do want to make sure I reiterate one more time the event that Brent brought up about America Recycles Day, which will be happening on November 15th. Um, We're actually planning as the city of Baldwin to get much more involved in that event. So you can follow that event, learn more about it by linking up with the city's social media pages. Um, Or as always, you can go to the website to visit the show notes where we're going to have a lot more information about not only that event, but everything else that we discussed in today's interview. You can find those notes at www.baldwin.mo.us forward slash podcast. And as always, and until next time, continue to enjoy the Baldwin life.